Today's scripture reading is found in the book of Jonah, the first chapter, the 11th to the 16th verse. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our study, our, uh, as I say, our, our deep dive in, uh, no pun intended, in uh, the book of Jonah. Uh, as we look at the, um, the book, the, it's, it's millennia old, but it just seems so relevant to where we're at in terms of our, our life and lifestyle. Um, the last time we looked at a series of engagements and conversations between Jonah and the sailors and Jonah and the captain uh, that precipitated from Jonah's rebellious response to God. Uh, Jonah heads to Joppa, boards a boat, a ship to Tarshish. God then, as we shared, hurls a wind, not just, just causes a wind, but, but uh, again, uh, hurls a wind uh, that causes a great storm, which threatens the ship and everything and everybody on board. And fearing for their lives, the, the crew uh, draw lots, uh, rolls dice, I don't know, whatever they did, uh, draw straws uh, to determine who's responsible for their predicament, uh, because this is unusual. This is, this is not your run-of-the-mill storm. Somebody had to be responsible for this. Uh, and so, not surprisingly, uh, Jonah was identified as the culprit, which caused the sailors to ask five rapid-fire sequential questions. And so they, asked, uh, the, so they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? Uh, from what people are you? To which uh, he answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. And as I shared last time, just as some Americans uh, would say, uh, you know, I'm an American and I believe in, uh, I believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, uh, Jonah's response uh, wraps together national identity and his faith. He wraps together national identity and his faith. What's so important about that? That's why he's headed from the word translated from the presence of God. He feels like if I can leave Judah, if I could leave Israel, if I could leave this land that was promised to our forefathers, if I can get out of here, then I will be away from the presence of God because this, this land is, is, is inextricably linked to the God that created heaven and earth. And so because of that, uh, Jonah is essentially saying, who I am is what I believe. Who I am is what I believe. I, wouldn't that be wonderful if we could say that about ourselves? Who I am is what I believe. 
but, but unfortunately from time to time, uh, who I am is not necessarily what I believe, or what I believe isn't necessarily who I am. You know, they don't always match up. I'm better than I am today than I was yesterday. I think so. Uh, and, and, but, but, but Jonah said, who I am is what I believe. I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So he answered, essentially he answered all of the five questions without saying, okay, question one, here's the answer. Question two, here's the answer. It's like, this is who I am, this is how I roll, this is what I believe in. Uh, so um, I believe in God of heaven, creator of the sea and the dry land, which is sounding pretty good. Dry land is sounding pretty good right about now. Uh, to this, the sailors respond, this terrified them. And they asked, what have you done? Uh, they knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. So, and again, this is more of a, 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 a statement than a question. Uh, it's, it's like, what have you done? How could you do this to us? You're imperiling everything. You're, everything it's like, instead of everything you touch turns to gold, well, everything you're, you're, that's associated with you uh, is, is in peril. To run away from God was foolish, but to run away from the God of heaven who made the sea and the land was suicidal. It, let, me, let me submit. It was stupid. Right, right, right. It, was, it was stupid. You're going to, where are you going to go? If he created heaven and earth, dry land and the sea, where are you going to go? There's, there's nothing left. There's either dry land or there's wet water. There's, 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 what else is there? So as we begin today's study at the 11th verse, we want to see uh, a logical follow-up response uh, by the sailors. <laughs> They're terrified. And so maybe there's a little bit of time that passes, but we see here in the 11th verse, the sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Okay, essentially what they say, okay, Jonah, Jonah, the lot fell to you. You confessed you were running away. And we know that this is not any normal storm. So what do you suggest? What might you suggest, oh wise one, we do to make the sea calm down for us? Before I get too much further, let me just, just pause here to, 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 to make a point. The world is looking, the world is attempting to pose questions uh, and look for answers. They can't begin to ask an answer. What should we be, you see the chaos that's going on in the world right now? What's, what, what are we to make of this? What, what should we do? And as I was, I was chiding us last time, uh, if we're not careful, we'll join that chorus and say, you know what? Yeah, it is looking pretty grim. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You don't? You, you don't, uh, seriously, you, you don't know what the answer is. Well, you know, boy, that's why I just, you know, I keep a tight rein on my kids, and we just, we just hunker down, and we're waiting for Jesus to come. Seriously, that's, that's, that's your response to all the, 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 the chaos that's going on in the world. Unfortunately, that is, stated or unstated, that is a lot of uh, 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 the, the, our response, our collective Christian response, confessing Christian response. Well, you know, I don't want to associate with, you know, I might catch Ebola. I might lose my head. I might get to the, any, any number of bad things may happen to me, uh, but, but, but the world is in association with us, and they are asking those questions. Uh, what do you suggest we do? What's, what, what, what is there? Again, just, just look at the, 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 the last 30 days. 
See, the common theme that seems to be coming through is that the world is unraveling and, and civilization is anything but civil. So what are you going to, how are you going to respond? Say, well, I'm not sure how I'm going to respond. You need to start thinking that through. What is our response? What are we prepared to say? What are we prepared to do to the questions that, I, boy, I, you know, it's like, you know, it's, I thought unemployment was bad. Now we've got disease. I thought disease was bad. Now I'm looking at world, world, world uh, uh, events, chaotic, uh, we're going to war again. Oh, I thought the war was bad. We don't even have rain. And they're going to be rationing water in a minute. It's like, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? Oh, well, you know, we just, just, just. <laughs> don't, I don't suggest that you do what Jonah was doing before the captain and uh, the sailors came at him and just go in the bowels of the ship and just hunker down and wait for the thing to, to ride out. So here the sailors are asking the one who has brought calamity on them for answers, which ought to encourage us that no matter how inadequate we may feel, and we are, trust me, we are, the answers we have is wrapped in the faith that we have. The answers that we have is wrapped in the faith that we have. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, again, particularly when it comes to things that are, that are of serious nature of life. You know, it's like, it's one thing to ask, it's like, will the Giants win? Well, uh, yeah, I'll take your opinion. You know, it's like, do you, do you think they'll win? Do you think the Steelers or the 49ers, do you, do you think, uh, it's like this one? But, but, but when it comes to things of our eternal destiny, uh, things of, of, of eternal significance, uh, I don't, I don't, when I, if, if I do come at you, and I will from time to time, well, what do you think? Uh, what do you, I don't want you to say, well, I think. What I really am asking is, what is, what is God speaking to your heart? What does scripture say? Yeah, I, well, I think we, okay, well, what you think is, that's, that's interesting, but, but if it doesn't, if it isn't wrapped in our faith, that's just your opinion. And I get opinion all the time. Trust me. <laughs> I get opinion all the time. Pastor, we should be doing this. Pastor, we should be doing that. Well, we should be, you know, this It's like, you know what? It's like, you know, just park your opinion apart. You know, it's like, unless and until we're ready to roll up our sleeves and do this, that, or the other, it's like, I just, just get in line, take a t-shirt, you know? Uh, that's, but that's an aside. Uh, the answers we have are wrapped in our faith. And our faith is in the God of heaven, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. So to the question, uh, Jonah responds, pick me up, throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. See, we were discussing this, 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 this specific verse in a uh, uh, last week in our, in our Bible lesson, looking forward, says so one could look at Jonah's response as what he believed was his final act of defiance. That is, I'm not going to Nineveh, so just kill me, and the source of God's wrath will be gone, and things will calm down. You know, kind of a win-win situation for God, you know? I don't want to go to Nineveh, and if this will, this will actually take care of the storm and rescue everybody out of this situation, then fine, it's win-win. See, but at this point, there's no indication that Jonah either prayed to God, as the captain suggested, as you recall, in verse 6. He's like, hey, pray to your gods. You know, whatever you believe in, start praying. Uh, or that he prayed to God and sought forgiveness. All we can conclude is that he recognizes that God's wrath was displayed through the storm, which is in direct response to his disobedience. So... Given that, it's like anything else is speculation. So one might expect the sailors to, to respond with, oh, well, if you say so, <laughs> you know. 
You say things will calm down if we toss you in the water. Okay, and a one, and a two, and uh, no, that, that's, but instead, this is what they, instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before, and the word is, is so good, the word for, for, for row was like dig, like someone was like digging into the ground, they're like, everything that's in me, we, <laughs> I mean, this, you, you just, you just, I like to think that, okay, Jonah just had a, a, a very quick tent meeting. There was no tent, but a, a ship meeting. Uh, they, they, and, and he just explained, it's like, you know, the, the situation that we're experiencing right now, uh, I brought this on, you know, because I'm running away from the God who created all of this stuff. And, and uh, the guys are like, whoa. <laughs> you, you said throw you in the water? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, no. Uh-uh, no, 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 because uh, everything that you've said so far seems to make sense because this is not a storm that I've ever experienced before. And so now you're saying you're the one. We cast lots. The, the bones fell to you. So, so my faith, I'm putting my faith in the bones, now I'm putting my faith in you, and you're, you're fessing up and you're saying, yeah, I, I, I did this. So they're doing their best to reach land to rid themselves of this trouble, troublesome passenger, I'm sure. And I'm sure if they, if they were to hit a dock, it's like, get off this boat. Don't you ever come back. Don't you, I, here's your money back. See? But their attempt failed. So the further they rode, the wilder the wind blew. I mean, it's like, but they could not. For the sea grew even wilder than before. What does that say? It's like, you, you need to give up. Wait, what, what are you saying? You can't out-wrestle God. You, you, you can't. You, you can't. Well, it's, it's, well, you know, God's just got to do this. He's got to do what? <laughs> I, I've heard I've heard it. Well, you know, God's promise, you know, he said, if you do this, then I, I will do this. It's like, I'm God. It's like, what? 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 I'm God. I, I'm God. You're not God. And, and, and I speak things into existence. So, so there's this like, okay, this guy says, he sees his word's pretty good, throw me in the water. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try harder. And God is like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try. And I just, but we do that. We do it. I, I, I know you guys are better than I am. I do that. Okay, God, I, I know you said this. I mean, I got to a point, again, a civil engineer by vocation, that's, that's wonderful, and I don't recommend it, but I, it's wonderful. But, but, but there, when God called me to ministry, and I, and I put off uh, the response, uh, God is so gracious, but I'll never forget, you know, Sister Dana, it was a, uh, uh, it, it was one of those, like a tent meeting, if you will. It was a Thursday evening, and like Paul being knocked off his beast. It's like, all I, all I remember saying is like, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. I reached that point where I was digging, and I was rowing hard, and I was doing everything, and I was doing everything that, uh, you know, a good Christian ought to do, you know, kick a few bucks in the offering pan, you know, teach Sunday school, you know, lead a youth group, do all, what more can you ask for? What more could you ask for? I want everything. I don't want a piece of you. I want all of you. And so, so it's like, okay, all right, okay, I'm going to stop rowing. 
See? So my attempt to placate and to please God, knowing full well, I shared the story with you last week. It's like, don't, call, don't deny your calling. That guy's going to bust me, bust my chops at a, at a hospital. I don't even know. And he's going to say, uh, don't deny your calling. You don't even know me. You, so you, it's, it's, it's obvious you don't know what my calling is. See? Their attempt failed. My attempt failed. So they rode. The, further, the more they rode, the, the more the wind, uh, the, the more the sea grew rough. What an incredibly dangerous situation. I mean, I, we can't begin. It's like it, it loses something in the two dimension of a written word. But you have to be there, you know, like, like Sister Meeks on that plane going to Louisiana. You know, you had to be there. And then when you hit that air pocket, and then you grab the seat in front of you, and you scream at the top of your voice because you think this is it. I'm going down. So all my little pride, all my little everything, it's just like I'm screaming, Jesus! <laughs> and, that's, and that's, well, that's where she was. <laughs> So they recognize, they, they, they finally come to the recognition that uh, Jonah's solution really was their own, only hope. So what did they do? They cried out to the Lord, please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this fool's life. No, it didn't say that. <laughs> this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you please. My goodness gracious, what a, what, what, what a, what a conversion that's, that's just taking place. Then they took Jonah and one and a two. No, and then they threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. I can only imagine. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this. The contrast between, uh, the, the contrast that had to happen was immediate and profound. I don't know if you've ever been in those, those storms that kind of roll through the town every now and then where it's hailing and you have the ice that's coming down, you know, nickel size or whatever, and just as quick as it happens, then it, it ends. It's over, and it's typically, it's sunshine right after that. It's like, that's the weirdest thing. It's like, how do you get that, you know? You, you, you get this intense, and you're, I'm staring out there, you know, planting my face against the glass, looking, it's like, man, this is exciting. I don't know, it excites me. I just, I'm looking at ice come down, then it's like, and when it's over, it's just like that. And I can only imagine it's just, that's exactly what happened. So they throw Jonah into the sea. They don't see, they haven't read the rest of the story. They don't know what's going on. Jonah hasn't even lived the rest of the story. So as I say, stay in the moment. Just, just stay in the moment. And so they throw him in the sea, and it's like calm. I, 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 I'm thinking it's like, it's, it's like a glassy still, stillness. What's your point? Well, there's a lot of points, but one point is God can and often will accomplish his, his will over a period, over the arc of time. Days, weeks, months, years. I have been witness. I, Mark David Meeks, have been witness to God accomplishing his will just like that. I, and I'm talking miraculous you, you, you have this condition, and we've tested you for that, and we have told you this is what it is, and then the prayer of faith is offered, and then the doctors catch up and say, oh, well, I guess we made a mistake. Well, I guess you did. I have, this, this I have seen. 
this, this, this I have seen. So when we ask those to come before and the elders lay hands on them, I believe it like, I, I, I believe fat meat is, meat is greasy. I just, I, I believe it. It, it. it is. See, there are certain lessons that are best learned over time. You know, that's why I think God extends his grace and his, 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 his healing or his, his things that, that happen in our lives because, you know, it's like I'm hard-headed. And it takes me a while to get it. You know, paint on, paint off. Wipe on, wipe off. It, it, it takes me a while to get it. But then when I get it, I get it. But God can and does accomplish his will instantaneously. See, we often look for God to do, do just that when it comes to like a, a exams that we didn't study for or the interview that we didn't prepare for. Okay, God, make it rain. You know, it's like, hey, help, help, help me out. You, you didn't study. You were up late partying. You were doing whatever and uh, celebrating a Giants win. Uh, but but you, didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. But a better example of God's immediate and miraculous work is when we confess our faith and allegiance with him. Think about that. A better example is, and it's immediate. There's no, oh, okay, well, we'll see if this is really true. When we confess him, as Paul wrote, let me just read it. This is Paul wrote to the church at Rome. The opportunity for a miracle is as close, is so close that it's in your, mar- in your mouth and in your heart. He writes, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. This is, this is scripture. This is not, I'm not making this up. This is scripture. Paul writes, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just like that. But well, wait a minute, I thought you had to prove something, and I thought you had, this was a, a work over time. Well, that's called sanctification, but we're, I'm talking about salvation. I'm talking about salvation. And salvation is if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. The thieves on the cross. Both of them wanted, both of them would love to have not been there, you know, given the choice, I'd rather, you know, the bumper sticker, I'd rather be fishing, you know, I'd rather not be on a cross, you know, I just, I, I'd rather not. But, but one said, hey, rescue us. If you are who you say you are, rescue us. The other one said, hey, you know, I've done my deed. Uh, uh, just remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. See, we don't, we, we, uh, I wish I had a whole lot more time. We don't recognize how great salvation is. We, if we're not careful, salvation is just an is, but salvation is a because. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. See, see, because, I, because this happened, then I do those things. That's why sin is so egregious and it just, it just kills, kills me and it ought to kill you. That, that when, because, there's, because of this transformation, because God has done so much in our lives, why would we, like a dog, go back to vomit? 
Why would we do that? See, but because of his grace, because of his mercy, he's so long-suffering. So, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a funny thing. The sailors understood that too. At this, because of what they just experienced, just because of what they experienced, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. See, it's interesting that the word that's being used here for Lord is that the word, it's not the Elohim, it's not the, it's not the creator God, it's the covenantal God. See, just this, this little brief interaction, Jonah's a, he's a, he's a poor witness. He's, he's bad, but even in his badness, he witnessed sufficiently that these guys are, I'm on board. I, I, boy, it's like, okay, what are we going to sacrifice? Well, let's start pulling the ship apart, or let's, let's sacrifice the, 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 the dog, the mascot, or whatever. I don't know what they did, but they made sacrifices in any way they could, in whatever way they knew to do, and they were just like, I, I'm paying homage to God. I'm closing. So what are we to make of all this? There are, there are any number of things. How about three? Uh, first one, uh, if you haven't already figured it out, you can't hide from God. As they say, you can run, but you can't hide. Second, God's plans will be fulfilled. They will be fulfilled. So, it's, it's, again, it's, it's like the mafia guy. We can, do it the, we can do it the easy way, we can do it the hard way. Which way do you want it? It, it will be fulfilled. And three, those around us, will be impacted by our presence and our behavior, either positively or negatively. Those around us will be impacted by our presence and our behavior, either positively or negatively. So as we change and conform into his image, uh, as the old saints would say, uh, to his will and to his way, uh, others will be similarly changed. Remember, I don't know if you all did that, you, you, you had the challenge uh, last week. I said, I dare you to go into a dark room and just take a match or a flashlight or any dim piece of light and turn it on and, and, and see if, which wins? Does darkness win or does light win? If you go in the dark room and it's completely pitch dark and you light a match or you turn on the flashlight, is it, is it lit, or does it remain dark? Well, it's, it's obviously it's lit. Dummy, what doesn't you understand? Well, that's what Jesus says we are. We are light. We are salt. So no matter what the environment is, we win. See, our presence, our presence, if we are reflecting that true light of Christ, our presence will illuminate even the darkest situation. Well, pastor, you don't understand. Boy, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a marriage situation. Or I'm in a, in a relational situation. It's pretty dark. It's pretty, it's pretty dark. Well, you check your batteries lately. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just asking. I just, that it could be your batteries. It could be you're, you're trying to light a match with wet matches. There, there's something, but, 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 but if we're reflecting his light, then we will always win. Always. So it begs the question, it begs us asking the question, what will it take? What, do you mean? what will it take? What will it take? What will it take for there to be more of him and less of me? 
What will it take for there to be more of him and less of me? What will it take for there to be more of him and less of me? Will it take um, a fish taxi? Will it take drama? Calamity? Sickness? Death? Poverty? Well, what, what will it take for me to say, okay, God, you win? Ultimately, for those of us that are hanging around the fire, I, it, trust me, I, trust me, uh, there will be a point where, is it, in, uh, I hate to use the, the parallel, but it, as if we were pay, playing the, uh, a poker game, you shove all your chips and you say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in. And, and whatever hand God gives me, I'm going to play that hand. I'm not going to just kind of hang around and just, just stare at the games being played. No, I'm all in. I'm done. Isaiah 45, 22 starts out. It reads, turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, and there's no other. I have sworn a solemn pledge, a word that has left my mouth. It is reliable and won't fail. Surely every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. They will say, righteousness and strength come only from the Lord. All who are angry with him will come to shame. Verse 25, all the Israelites will be victorious and rejoice. I said it before, I say it again. I wish I could bet every one of us. City church, any church. I'll bet you. Put your money, just put your money on the table. Put your chips in. I will bet you. If you're all in with God, if you're all in in God, that's a big if. That's two-letter word, big door swings on that, that hinge. If you're all in with God, see if he won't pour out a blessing in your life that you won't be able to contain. See, but we've made the mistake. It's like, are you talking about prosperity stuff? That's not even gospel, so I won't even call it prosperity gospel. I'm not talking about that stuff. Because then it's like, okay, we've, we've, we've distilled God down to a cash register. Well, if you do this, then he'll give you money. If you do this, he'll give you a car. It's like, didn't work in the first century. It probably won't work in the 21st. But if you're all in with God, see if he won't bless you in ways that you just couldn't even imagine. So much so that even when it seems like your whole world is coming unhinged, that you're at peace. I don't understand it. Everything's falling apart. People are being, losing their heads. Disease all over the place. And I'm, I'm not, you know what? Hey, whatever betides, God will take care of you. See, that, peace, that kind of peace you can't buy. You cannot buy that peace. That's the peace that he offers. That's the relationship God is offering and wants to have with each and every one of us. Not out of fear, but out of love. Out of, out of love. Out of absolute love. Let's pray.